your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a Monday of Lacrosse Talk PM. We got Mayor Mitch Reynolds on the phone. He's, I don't know, are you camped out on the office looking gloomily out the window at the in your office that Hatch Baby is no longer there, or are you at home, or what are you doing? Oh, no, I'm, I went home. Yeah, I was actually planning on coming into the studio, and you told me not to, um, yeah. which is unfortunate because I like I dressed up for you. Oh, good. <laughs> well, hopefully you threw sweatpants on before you before the before I gave you a call. No, I didn't have time. I'm still all like not sweat fancy, um, so that's unfortunate. But yeah. well, I, I'll tell you, Brad. I'll do the news. That'll be two minutes. We can throw all the commercials right there, and then you can. I'll give you time. To I throw can get. Pants. I can get in my sweatpants at, by yeah. the, in that. Okay. Or just do it while you're on the phone. And just like we'll hear you <laughs> rustling around. Um, yeah, I, I mean just, nobody. Nobody will know. Nobody will know. Hi, right. Rick. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. Hey, did I say that you're the mayor and you're in Mitch Reynolds and you're on the show? I can't remember. I think so. I don't know. I should turn maybe, the maybe. I should turn the text line on to you just to see if anyone wants to text and ask the mayor any questions. But I have like I have so many things that I want to get to. Um, yeah. And Eric from Sparta is already calling, so so there's that. <laughs> um, but but you're six months in to your job, your new job here, you, you leave, you leave, uh, the radio and then you leave your other, uh, wood job, whatever you want. I forget what it is now. Um, just we'll call it wood job. The wood, job. wood job. The, is uh, the, the band shell job. We'll just call it that the Riverside park band shell job. Um, but you, you're six months in, uh, I don't know. Do we do a survey with, uh, your approval rating? Have we done anything like that? I guess that would be up to us. Wouldn't it? The media should do a survey on your approval rating six months in. Uh, but how do you how are you feeling six months into the job? Well, I have done a survey, and um, I my again my approval ratings. I think I said this to you before are at an all time high. So makes sense. <laughs> and they would be at an all time high, all time for you because it would be your first yeah, survey. So yeah. <laughs> the approval rating could be eight yep, percent, uh, but that yep. would be an all time high. So all time high for me, yeah. yeah. Which is probably I'm probably right around eight percent. I don't know. It may be ten ten percent. Something like that. Um, and, and I got a lot of things. I'm just going to give you the yep. list of things. Number three is calling. I'm going to get him on in one second here, but I'm just going to give you a list of things I want to talk about. Oktoberfest, just in general. But we yeah. we had some fun with the police calls uh, last week. I don't, I don't know if that's a, appropriate to say you had some fun. Hatch Baby. I got some things on Hatch Baby. I got some things on Biden Bucks I wanted your opinion okay. on. Okay. Always, if it gets dull, we'll do the Fix the Road show because that'll take the whole show. <laughs> Um, there's a lot of development projects going on, or maybe we hope would be going on in lacrosse, oh, yeah. uh, oh, yeah. river point train, Kmart, uh, public market. Yep. So, and then, uh, I got ones called just get off my lawn, the not in my neighborhood mentality when it comes to some of these projects that are going through council committees and, and maybe the city council on Thursday. And then yeah. if we get to it, uh, Huska park in the homeless situation as it's the uh, temperature really dropped today. So, um, I, and I have yep. talked to Cooley cap and the salvation army on the air about those as well. So, um, but, but your best friend here, number three is calling in number three. What you got for mayor Mitch Reynolds? Well, I tell you what, I got to tell the mayor that he really scrubs up good. I just say him on television, got a new sport coat on. You look like a million bucks, Mitch. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. But Thank I got one much. question. Yeah, go ahead. I could put my two cents worth in everything Rick's talking about. But I want to know, did you get your boat in the water this year? <laughs> no, I did not. No, actually, I sold my boat. Um, you sold I, your boat. Yeah, I um, well, I have not. I did not. I got on the water 
uh, one time, um, and then and not on my boat. No, boat boat's gone. Well, I told you five years ago the two happiest days is the day you buy it and the day you sell it. Yeah, no question. Carry Absolutely on. Have good. a good day. Thank you much. Well, thanks so much. Great to talk to you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. That was a, maybe the easiest uh, mayoral call from number three in the history of the show. Man, that was just softball. Yeah. yeah. No. Number three. Bring some fire. Yeah, number yeah. three, when you come back on, I think uh, the bottom half of the hour, have something, you know, we can get the mayor on. We got, you know, he's yeah. always calling about the, the the fish hatchery buildings cost $400,000 and, and this and that. He's always got, like, how much stuff is cost yeah. to the city that seems unnecessary. Some, you know, yeah. some storage building we're building for $750,000 somewhere or something like that. I'm making things up sure. now, but... Yeah, I know. Um, all right, we're gonna before we go to break. Uh, yep. What? So we got the Giannis came back. He's playing the Bucks. You know they're in preseason now, but it's just kind of a sigh of relief that Giannis is back. But your you're probably your favorite sport, I think, is football and pa- the sure. Packers. And Aaron Rodgers is leaving. So let's just get your like. Is this every time you watch the Packers play? Are you a little nostalgic because Rodgers is he's gonna be? I'm pretty sure he's gonna be gone next year. Yeah. He's he's not going to stay. Yeah, he'll be gone next year. Um, and yeah, a little bit. Yeah, this is you know, it's a it's a closing of a chapter, a big, big, long chapter. It just felt it's you know, it's been a magical run, honestly. And uh, I'm it's it's so fun to watch him play, and so fun to see what incredible things he can do with that football. And it's a, it's a little, it's his. His uh, demeanor on the field is a little unsettling at times because you can see that he's there's just so much frustration and angst and this desire to do so much better, and it's just nothing is going well. Um, I mean, you know, they're whatever four and one, but in general, uh, you know, there's some moments that are really great and some moments that he he wants to just do over, uh, but yeah. I do definitely feel nostalgic, no question. Yeah, and then, you know, when Jordan Love doesn't pan out and Blaine Gabbert's our backup quarterback, and then we go through the Blaine Gabbert era for two years, that'll be great. Can't wait. (laughs) Or somebody weird like that. Like, that's just, I don't know. Um, All right, that's Mayor Mitch Reynolds. He's on with us for the hour. So if you got any questions, shoot me a text. Give me a call, 608-785-7914. We'll be back. Brad's got to do the news. All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Mayor Mitch Reynolds on with us for this hour, talking about he's, he's six months into the job, and yeah. um, I guess we, you know, there's we're, we're still in a pandemic. We're coming out of a pandemic. The I think the Lacrosse County Board right now is having a public hearing on how to spend what I call the Biden bucks, uh, yeah. if you want to call it the American Rescue Plan Act, which is kind of like a weird because we do Plan Act there or the ARPA funds. I think the county's getting twenty two, twenty three million, and the city of La Crosse is getting twenty one, twenty two million, something like that, right? Yeah, it's about twenty three uh, for the county, twenty two for the city. Yep. All right, and I know that both county and city put out surveys. Are you guys still in the midst of uh, people can still do the survey yet, or have you finished the survey? Yeah, we didn't actually. We didn't have an official uh, like survey the way that the county did. We have been uh soliciting public input on our website for a few months now but not in the 
same kind of survey format that the county has. But yeah, we there is a there is a place on our website to uh, to do that to solicit or to uh, to uh, provide uh, feedback on suggested uses for ARPA dollars. Uh, to also uh, as a by, non uh, as by, a as a group to uh, apply for those dollars. Um, Biden bucks. Biden bucks. Biden Biden bucks. Yep. we call them Biden Biden bucks now. Yeah, before I, I like called that. it, I called it the Trump check before the. Sure. I bought sure. a bicycle with my Trump check, so now I'm calling sure. it the Biden bucks. Even though Biden bucks. Um, I I am surprised that I have not heard that from anyone else. Yeah, I think because it really rolls off the tongue. Well, another one too. Number three, just called, but he has a great. I think he calls him Coconut Joe, Coconut Joe Biden. I think he like if Donald Trump had had gone with instead of Sleepy Joe, like Coconut Joe. I think uh, maybe he would have maybe maybe things would have changed. I think it's Coconut Joe. He might have to call back and correct me. Coconut Joe doesn't. I might be just mistaking that that because there was a bar here called Coconut Joe's. But um, that's fantastic. But the the county board is doing a public hearing right now. This the city obviously there's like forty six million, forty five million dollars here between the city and the county. Do you guys do you guys negotiate? I don't know if negotiates the right word, but do you guys discuss? Hey, are you what are you going to do? You know, if you're going to do that, we could help there, and you could help us here. I don't know, scratching each other's backs, or or is there no communication there? I feel like you're listening to my phone calls, Rick, because uh, yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. I mean, we're making sure that we're coordinating on best uses of, the, of all the dollars moving forward because we can leverage our both of our resources to make some significant impacts in our in our community. And um, you know, we I realize that county leadership realizes that, um, and we are. You know, there's going to be some situations where our goals do not line up, right? But for the most part, I think that we can we can find ways to uh, utilize this once in a multi generation funding to uh, to have some significant impact on uh, on these communities. Now, I would I would guess that all the public comments tonight at the county board public hearing right now it's going on, yeah. and uh, the the, the email maybe the email or the message you get out through the website is just going to be fix the roads. Uh, like eighty five percent of the comments will be fix the roads. What are you doing? Fix the roads. Change change the speed limit signs on Losey back to thirty five, and and just yeah. stuff like that. I don't know. Maybe and. Uh, because that might be how how it ends up. Because we we've been discussing on the show over the over a couple months now, especially with the Fish Labs building, the you, you take into consideration the public comments, but sometimes there's not enough public comment, or or you know they I I don't know. It's just hard to take in consideration public comments, the greater good versus the the public comments that happen in a certain area. Sure, um, yeah, I. I don't. I don't know what the comments will be like for the public hearing for the county. Uh, I do know that um, you've got to really stretch to make fixing roads an allowable expenditure for ARPA funding or the Biden bucks, if you will. Um, that's not really something that we have considered because it's not an allowable expenditure in most situations. So right. that's that's not something we're planning on. Yeah, but you use the Biden bucks for different expenditures, and then you 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 trim down those expenditures in the city budget way way you trim those way down, and then you transfer that money over to fix the roads budget. Simple. No question. I don't know. I don't Everything know why you're is fungible. Asking. Everything is fungible. That's, <laughs> yeah, no question. I mean, I think we have to be really smart about how we're utilizing this again once in a multi generational uh, federal funding. 
so that we are it's you know we're we're making transitional change I think I think the county has has one of the things they they had decided was affordable housing uh, that's always a that's always an issue here in La Crosse, especially that we're kind of locked in River Bluff that that type of stuff. There's only so much housing. Um, I don't. Do you see that as one of the top priorities? You guys probably have amongst yep. the council. You can, yep. I mean, there's been discussions. That's probably on top of your list as well, right? Yeah, and I have to hand it to the county. I mean, they're honestly they've been farther ahead in this process than than we have uh, in terms of utilization of ARPA dollars. Uh, there's no question that they have got uh, a process that's ahead of where, where just where we've achieved. Uh, but affordable housing is definitely something that we're that the city council at this point seems to be very much in favor of. I think housing in general, and so like when we talk about housing, so affordable housing is one part of the 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 the, the uh, discussion. But in general. When you look at the market dynamics for housing within the city of La Crosse, we have this exceptional demand on housing from the large college population. I don't want to blame just colleges on the, the you know dilapidation of our housing and the high rental rate and all that, but there is a huge demand on the housing in our community based on our college age population. And if we can figure out, if we can uh, if we can help meet that demand and exceed that demand through supply, then not only do we decrease the the rents that that people are paying, because obviously when you increase supply, you decrease demand and, and the cost for that uh, that goods goes down. But we're also uh, putting pressure on landlords to increase the um, quality. You know, the, I guess the live with the quality livability of their of the housing that they're providing. So it's not just affordable housing; it's all housing. It's not just you know multi-family units; it's single-family units; it's high-rent units; it's all of the housing. Once we do that, that changes the it it inextricably changes the dynamic of the housing market within the city of La Crosse to the point where we're we're not only helping. Add housing. You know, people want to move here. They want to live here, but there's no place for them to buy. And so, like the River Point District, you know, what's going on at the old train plant six site? Uh, what we can expect from, um, uh, you know, the, the, the development on Mississippi and uh, or uh, Jackson or Fourth and Jack or uh, Fourth and Mississippi Viaduct Views. Um, I call it Viaduct Views. That Kmart site <laughs> is that what you're talking about? No, a different one. Oh, it's my bad. Uh, but but Kmart is another one as well. I mean, what we can look at from all and Kmart's a little farther down the road because they're they're still trying to get their act together there. But we've got some developments that are on hand right now that you know with River Point District coming online, uh, you know, with developers, we're going to be putting shovels in the ground there very very soon. Uh, I it's just a tremendous opportunity to increase the the availability of housing within the city of La Crosse and fix all those market uh, 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 structures that are causing these high rents in really awful, awful uh, rentals. And I think that we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, you know, we're going to see a significant change. When, uh, when you say shovels in the ground, can you, what, what about instead of doing the stupid shovel in the ground photo op, why don't you get on a backhoe 
and do like backhoe in the ground, something like that. Because so, maybe okay, all right, all right. So just just to be very <laughs> very clear, I when we officially launched the River Point District, like fill project, whatever, I advocated for me getting in the backhoe and like digging in the ground. And dudes were like, oh no 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 no, no. we're not doing that. But I think that that's a that's a full-on expectation. As far as I'm concerned, if you're not letting me get in the backhoe to start digging in the ground, you're not digging in the ground. Right, and by that time, by the time you do this, the ground might be frozen. I don't know. And the ground might be frozen. So you might actually need a backhoe because it would look really ridiculous if you all had shovels and the, the tundra had taken over. Well, in the, in the- we, ha- we have done this in the past, and typically what happens is that if we, in the wintertime when the ground is frozen, they'll bring in some fresh unfrozen dirt. Oh, good. So you can you could put the ceremonial shovel in the ground, but I am uh, I'm, I'm definitely I'm, I'm, you know having have experience having had experience with operating heavy machinery in the past. Yeah, you. Pro- um, I, I don't I know. feel like I'm fully I'm fully capable of throwing down with a backhoe and or some some level of excavation, some an excavator of some kind. Yeah, I don't. And, uh, and, and we could save the eighty-five dollars. I'm bringing some extra dirt in to make you guys look good. Like, give me a break. I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, just, what just about one me, of those? Yeah. What about one of those little front loaders? You get in, and there's two levers. I can't think of what it's called. <laughs> bobcat. Like, we well, could just do a bobcat. You you could drive one of those. Uh, skid steer. Skid steer. Okay. Or skid skid loader. Yeah, one of the two. Yeah, I can actually drive one of those. So I'm, I'm more than happy. Or a, a telehandler. I'm more than capable of uh, operating any of those. Yeah, we can have my dad bring in his tractor. I, you know, he likes to just do that. He likes to just drive around carrying track, yep. hauling stuff. Um, before we get to break, Hatch Baby, yep. uh, there's some what uh, some artists. Uh, this uh, me and Ken Gilliam, the fire chief, had talked about this, and oh I, I broke I broke down. I'm like one. If, if, if Wolfgang Auer doesn't want, I don't know what ah, Wolfgang gosh. wants to do. If he's gonna just hey, do what you want with Hatch Baby, I don't know if we have to pay yep. him. But Ken yeah. Gilliam, the fire chief, said he would like to adopt Hatch Baby. We're going to put it in front of one of the new fire stations. We're going to put a big Band-Aid around its head, uh, just a big giant Band-Aid to make it look okay. like we fixed Hatch Baby. The The All emergency right. response team, the fire team, the EMS guys oh, yeah. came and oh, saved Hatch Baby, and we put it out in front of the new fire station. Okay. All right. Well, Chief Gilliam and I have a few things to talk about. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh Hatch, yeah. <laughs> wow, just speeches. You don't. You, this is such a controversial topic, Hatch Baby. I mean, you can't. So but really, the, I, the, 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 some artists are like, "Hey, we want to, we want to try to fix Hatch Baby." Yeah. So we'll, the the, the um, we're, we're at at that point where we're trying to figure out how uh, what our next step forward is with Hatch Baby. There's no question. It's it's problematic. I mean, we we are. Um, you know the the vandalization, the, the the destruction of Hatch Baby has really, really been awkward. It's been awkward, frankly, and and problematic. And um, we are storing it at this time. Uh, I think that the his the the, the 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 future of Hatch Baby is one where we we keep part of it or some of it or maybe all of it for uh the historical society something like that um i I don't think it goes on display again because that's not what the artist wants okay 
So right. that's that's pretty much the essence of that conversation. But when you say on display, we, you mean like out in public where uh, we can yeah, vandalize we it again? I mean, we have to remember that the artist creates this structure. It's not, you know, it's this is not. Uh, we we look at it as something that can be cut apart and 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 uh, minimized, but this is a meaningful piece of sculpture, and it's meant to be whole. And so Wolfgang Auer does not, he has no interest in this being displayed as a broken piece of, a broken relic of, of his art. Yeah, I suppose it does represent the, the, the birth, birth of his daughter and the anxieties that come with parenting. So Yeah, it's, it but that's should all part of be. It. I mean, it's, it's difficult for us to, to think about this, this sculpture, this piece of art, as anything but that. I mean, it, we should be be honoring the you know, first of all that Wolfgang Auer lent this sculpture to the city, and uh, the amount of time and effort that he put into building this, and we should be honoring that and not um, and not denigrating it by um, by suggesting that we could you know, cut little pieces of that and, and, and you know, put it on a signpost and say, here's here's part of the hatch baby. Oh, no. We're, Gilliam That's... wants to put it back out in full display, but put a Band-Aid on the head. <laughs> okay. And, uh, you know, right. Gilliam gave me some sensitivity training a couple months ago about the uh, Miami building collapse. Uh, yeah. Maybe we need to give Gilliam some sensitivity training. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, All Scott's right. Scott's comment coming up. Brad doing the news. We'll continue this conversation. Well, we'll move on from Hatch Baby because clearly it's yeah, so controversial. Please. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Mayor Mitch Reynolds, we'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Mayor Mitch Reynolds on the phone with me. I didn't want to have you in studio because you either have to I, – I feel like you have to sit in here and wear a mask. And that's mm-hmm. kind of annoying. Everyone, everyone knows masks are annoying. It's just, and then you can sure. just sit at home. Hopefully, you got your sweatpants on now, and uh, you can just sit on your couch. You probably got like pregame Monday Night Football on or something. Um, yeah, just I, easier. I, I, I don't actually. So my day's not done after oh, okay. I talk with you. I do have another meeting today, so I will not be. Uh, I'll, I'll miss uh, a significant portion of Monday Night Football, but. Uh, it is what it is. So I don't. I don't have actually my sweatpants on yet. I did not take a, a moment to do that. But uh, <laughs> that's. I mean, you know, soon, very soon, sweatpants will be coming on. There's yeah. No question. You keep the sport jacket on because of the Zoom meeting, and then you keep, you know, shorts or sweatpants, basketball. You know, the coaches <laughs> do that all the time. Yeah. Right. Um. All right. So yeah, the, you know, you're six months into the job, and obviously, yeah. you covered the city of Lacrosse, and you know all, that there's a billion committees and a billion. But you didn't have to. You didn't have to get in on all these as a reporter. Uh, you probably have to make more of an appearance as the mayor. Not, maybe not to every one of these committee meetings, but I mean, is there any talk to, you know, uh, just slimlining some of these committees or making them more accessible? Where you know, I I still don't see like. The committee meetings, the FMP, JNA meetings that happened last week, they're they're not up on YouTube. The the county used to do that and stopped doing that. I don't know if it was too accessible to watch old county board meetings on YouTube, but that was really convenient for me. <laughs> I yeah, we're we're uh we're working on um different ways that we can make the the uh all the meetings, all the committee meetings more accessible. Unfortunately, and you pointed out the the number of committees that we have. It's not a billion, but it's a lot. 
It's a lot of committee meetings that we have, and that's great because it really does involve a lot of citizens in making decisions for the city of La Crosse. Uh, it is also a tremendous number of committees that it, it is very unusual to have this, this number of committees for a city this size. Um, uh, these at, at these advisory levels, it's very very unusual, and it is uh, really essentially what it comes down to is the uh, because at the end of the day, the city council is the one that, that that's making the the final decisions on what is what's happening within the city of La Crosse. So when you when you defer and you you uh, essentially say this advisory committee is telling us this. That means you're just you're just basically passing the buck, and um, it's and that's reasonable in some cases, like the board of public works, the board of park commissioners. Uh, there are a number of others that make a lot of sense, but at, at some point, and I, I I'm trying to think uh, what's the number of committees that I have forty. Seven, 48, something like that. It's a large number, and that's been trimmed down over the years as well. The former mayor, Tim Cabot, uh, uh, put in a significant amount of effort to remove some uh, committees that, that were lingering on, despite the fact that there was limited evidence of their efficacy. So it's it's a little bit difficult to you know, to, to work within this, uh, to work within an environment where there are so many committees and that um, it takes a tremendous amount of, uh, um, of effort to, uh, to make sure that, first of all, all of them are staffed. And I have to thank my uh, uh, staff because every, every committee has a staff member that is, is working with that committee. Um, but I think that... Uh, it is worthwhile to to try to find ways to um, in, uh, to try to find ways to incorporate as much public input as possible within the committee structure, and also to uh, to make sure that we're not uh, delegating too much responsibility to committees, so that the city council is not making the good decisions. Right, but can we just put them on YouTube <laughs> or Facebook Live video that that stays there? Like this show, you can always go back and watch this show on Facebook Live or on the podcast. Yeah. But again, I don't when know. We talk it, about the number of committees. We're talking about the num the amount of storage that is required, the amount of um, you know we have to we have to maintain these mm-hmm. for for public records right access. Well, you keep the so, sound, but once you put the video up on YouTube, then Google's got to take the storage. Then you're good. You don't, you don't need yeah, the video no, anymore. No, we're not. That's no. the thing. Is that, that it, it makes sense, but we, we are still responsible for Google, <laughs> the Google, <laughs> and the YouTube maintaining that. And that's, that's problematic because we can't always rely on that. So sure. for, uh, I think it's, what, seven years, something like that, the city is responsible for maintaining that that record, right? And so we have to make sure that we have uh, that we have um, um, that 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 we can ensure, based on you know, based on state laws, we can ensure that that record is being stored. I, I don't know if that, that if that's necessarily what we can do 
if we just put it on YouTube. So I think there's a little bit of hesitancy there. Sure. Again, based on the number of committees and based on our desire to maintain these committees, I think there's a little hesitancy there to just to, to continue to put these committee meetings out there on YouTube or whatever it is. And I get it. You know, when other communities do this, but like when you look at, I don't know, Appleton or Eau Claire or something like that, you know, they don't have four dozen committees that they're putting on YouTube. And <laughs> yeah, and so then if you it's, don't... It's a little bit of a different situation. I yeah. mean, it's, we have to be honest. It's, it's not... It's, it's, it comes down to the... Um, there's some... Well, there's some... You know, there, there, there's some of the realities that we have to be able to store all of this video for future use so people can see it. But if we store it ourselves... There's a there's a dollar amount to video storage, sure. and and it's it's just it's difficult to do. Speaking of, of video, what do you think of uh, one of the new city council members, Matt Keel, and and you know she's in on these meetings and also doing so while holding a newborn. <laughs> love it. I don't know if you noticed that or not. I would imagine it's just fantastic. I just love it. I think it's you know Matt Keel is one of the council members who, who were elected, uh, one of the new council members who were elected back in April. And this has been such an energetic and conscientious group of individuals that are continually challenging me and the rest of the city to push forward with uh, some new ideas and some really uh, ideas that, that, uh, that help us progress. And I, I love that there is that energy on the city council right now. So I'm just thrilled to have her on board. All right. We're talking with the cross mayor, Mitch Reynolds. I want to, I want to get into this, like get off my lawn, essentially get off yeah. my lawn mentality. The, uh, the, the, uh, there's three things that are going on in the city that are kind of like this. We don't want this because it's, you know, and I, I, I kind of agree. If you want to build an apartment complex or a, a business or just something right next to my house, and I don't want, it, I don't, I have a say in that. I'm just gonna say no. I would rather have that an empty lot or, or just something, you know, on the down low. Um, but the Fish Labs building, there's quite a bit of public comment opposing the from the neighbors opposing uh, having that a bed and breakfast or a wedding venue or something. Yeah, uh, that yep. one's always that one's a bit of an outlier because uh, it's in a park. So the idea, like, do you want to get rid of the park? Then people that are petitioning that you don't want a vet wedding venue there because there's already a park. There's a wedding venue at the Lacrosse Center. So, um, but there's a couple other ones. Though there's a there's an apartment. It's kind of off the books now. The YMCA. Or near the YMCA, there was a, there's an empty yeah. lot. A guy wanted to put uh, Biondo, I think his last name is, wanted to put an apartment building there. Uh, neighbors said no, and it's off the books. Uh, there's another, the nursing home, uh, Bethany Lutheran, right on the south side. Yep. They want to put up yep. a four story, just a, you know, a, kind of similar to what they have. They want to double up their nursing home, two four story buildings. They want to put one more four story building up so that the the seniors living in the nursing home don't have to double up rooms, so they don't have to roommates. It seems kind of right. Right. And neighbors there are like, no, we don't want that because these are all incorporate zoning changes. And then on J Street, uh, the the Heritage Preservation Commission approved the downtown uh, apartments, high end apartments. So these would be expensive apartments. They kind of uh, the Preservation Commission said, that, yeah, this plan will kind of look like the rest of downtown. It kind of fits. Yep. So we're good to go because you know. But that's like high end apartments. So a bunch of rich people essentially 
uh, getting apartments. So we're, we're good to go on the rich people apartments, but we're not so good to go on what would probably be more affordable apartment buildings elsewhere or a nursing home facility, uh, which is a little out of the, uh, you know, a little bit different than the rest of it. But I don't know. Where do you want to start with that? That was a lot of me talking. Yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, yeah, the J Street apartment thing is a, is a great plan. Uh, I love it. And, it's, you know, it's difficult to build in that downtown, the historic uh, uh, downtown, because you have to fit within certain building codes. And I applaud the people that are willing to do that. That's really remarkable. So good for them. Um, I'm all behind that. Um, the uh, the 11th, 11th and King situation, uh, you know, the, the neighbors were, it, it was the high-density housing there was a lot of concern about what was going to go in there from the developer. The developer withdrew the application. Uh, so that's still in limbo. Um, in terms of Bethany, uh, I, you know, that's, uh, that's moving forward. I, I don't, there's, you know, there's some concerns, and I think rational concerns, about what this looks like in the future once this gets rezoned. Um, you know, the, what, what, how, how big of, uh, of, of the buildings can be built there. I think that it can be, you know, some of these, every, every one of these situations is, is different, and this is no exception. I mean, with Bethany, it's, uh, with nursing home beds, there aren't any more beds being approved by the state of Wisconsin, so there's no more beds going into Bethany, but I, I get it. I understand why why neighbors would be concerned about the possibility of being able to build up to 100 feet or something like that, but you know they don't need a hundred feet; they just need seven feet more than than basically they are. Um, they are uh, with what what they're approved for in current zoning. So each situation is different. I think that it's uh, you know you have to be respective. You do absolutely have to be respectful of the neighborhoods that you're building in. Uh, I think that it's responsible to go to our neighborhood associations and to understand what, how they see the future of our neighborhood. We should be respective of our comprehensive planning to understand what, uh, what has been put into long-term planning for the, our neighborhoods and our city as a whole. I think that that all goes into decision-making and, and, and certainly did for all of these three that you mentioned. Um, and uh, in, in, in terms of the J Street development, with a, with a with a historic designation, the Heritage Preservation Commission has very strict rules on what we can do in that area, and they met those requirements. And I'm really excited to see more building in and uh, downtown Lacrosse. I think it's fantastic. Well, the so, people that that yeah, live in every situation, every situation is different. The point, I think, that the the, the goal that we should all have. Uh, in uh, and I mentioned this before, is finding a market solution to some of our housing woes. And our housing woes are the lack of housing. So if we could just develop more housing, we're talking about train plant sex, we're talking about River Point District, we're talking about the Kmart site and multiple other sites in the city of La Crosse, a, a number of vacant lots. If we can find builders who want to build, who want to create housing within the city of La Crosse, we can solve the lack of availability of housing within the city of La Crosse. We can help solve the affordable housing crisis within the city of La Crosse. And we can help solve the, 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 the crisis of quality of housing within the city of La Crosse. So many stories I have 
from people who are living in, in, in rental conditions that are just awful. And because of our the, the, the work that our state legislature has done, we are not able to to enforce the uh, the the, um, the 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 residential building codes within the city of La Crosse because we're not able to to actually inspect those places, and so we're, we're faced with this dilemma every single day. And much of what we're dealing with with the affordability in housing, the quality of housing. Uh, the availability of housing is based on this this just lack of housing. So if we can fix that, and that means high-end housing, that means market-rate housing, that means affordable housing, that means a mixture of all those together. If we can do that, we can help come to a solution. It's, it's, a, it's a market-based solution to a housing crisis. And I think that it's the right, we, we just, we, we can't, we got to keep going. We've got these, we have these, uh, we have these, um, these developments in the works. We got the train plan six development in the works. We got the Mississippi and Jackson development in the works. Our Mississippi and Fourth development in the works. We've got all these developments in the works. Kmart's going to, you know, that's going to be something that's in the future. Is I think the, we're the naval we're yard. Go ahead. The naval reserve yard isn't the tiny homes. Are we doing that too pretty soon? Oh, oh yeah. No, this, those are, yeah, those are. Um, I think those are all. I think they're all. All the ones that are built are sold or are close to being finished or sold. I mean. That's a, that's an easy one. Okay. If, if I, you tell you what, if you if you're a developer out there and you want to come and find a vacant lot in La Crosse and build a three bedroom, two bath house, <laughs> you can sell that every all day, every single day. Right. There I, is no limit to the amount of three bedroom, two bath homes you can sell within the city of La Crosse. There's and but but there's definitely room for multifamily developments as well. We have all kinds of demand within the city of La Crosse. I need developers. To come here and build homes. That's what I need. I got two calls I want to get, and I have I have two minutes. So here we go. Bring We're it. gonna roll through. Dean, you're Bring thanks for waiting, Dean. Go ahead. You got a question, quick. Oh, you know it was me. I, it says oh. Dean. Somebody oh. told me it was Dean. Little little oh, gnome. Yeah. So uh, uh, Mitch, I'm kind of wondering if you want help digging into the ground there, you could get one of your homeless people from the encampment. All right. Um, Nick, Nick, go ahead. You're on the air. Hey, Mayor Mitch, uh, just yes, a quick sir. question. Why is the Kmart property such a problem? Why is it sitting, and what causes it to be sitting? It's a great piece of property. Just wanted your input on it. Thank you, Mitch. A great question. I appreciate that call. That You know, that's that's a really good question. You have one minute. Uh, we have a developer and owner that are, are um, haven't, found the right solution yet for that property. They're still looking. I feel really, really positive about it. I feel that, you know, we got Marvin Wanders on it. George Park is uh, the owner. I feel like we've got some great minds on that project. I feel really positive about future outcomes. Um, we got to stop calling it the Kmart property. It's called Viaduct Views, everybody. So just Viaduct get- Views. <laughs> we we could do like a, a public comment, uh, you know, come come up with four names and, and see which name, uh, you know, sticks. You know, I that was one of my uh, one of the things that I, I wanted to, was to, to, to come up with a different name for it. So, yeah, we need to do that quickly. Yeah. And my my number one viaduct view. So if you got you got something better, let's hear it. Um, all right, Mitch, thanks a lot for joining me. I think yep. we, we covered most of the stuff on the list, but I really appreciate you taking the time out. Get to your committee meeting now or whatever you're doing. <laughs> Neighborhood, the neighborhood meeting. All right, thanks a lot. Yeah. All right, one more quick break. We got to, and then we'll be back. All the check. <laughs>
All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Every once in a while, I accidentally add that Buster Rhymes little clip into the the log here. Thanks a lot to Mayor Mitch Reynolds for joining today. Covered just about everything I wanted to get to. I didn't. There was some. There was some more on housing that I wanted to get to. It just the just the idea of of rental versus versus uh, you know owning a home. But it's it's all it's part of a deeper conversation, and probably just need to go. Hey, we're going to talk about housing the whole show, and that's what we're going to hit on. But when I have the mayor on, I want to I want to hit a bunch of different topics, at least get his opinion on a couple of different things, and and we were able to do that to, to quite a quite a quite a big extent, I think, and appreciate him coming on. All right, see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for listening.